Welcome to Carfe Dime, a podcast about personal finance and everyday life. I'm Jamie Davidson. And I'm Dusty Simmons, and we're with Financial Center First Credit Union. Thanks for spending your free time listening to us talk about how life and family affects us achieving our financial goals. Dusty, how many times have we heard this this year? Mortgage rates are at an all-time low. Now's the time to refinance. Save, save, save. You could save hundreds of dollars. It's like an infomercial. Right, infomercial. But is now really the best time to refinance your mortgage? I don't know, is it, Jamie? I don't know. The answer is always, it depends. But keep listening to learn whether a refinance is right for you this year. Right. So deciding whether to refinance your home, it isn't always so cut and dry, right? Well, you I mean, might... if you listen to the advertisements, it is, right? You should refinance every other month, right? Right. But there are lots of questions and situations that you really need to consider when you're thinking about refinancing. And today we're digging into some of those details so that you, as you're listening to all those um, advertisements and you're talking to other people, can make the right financial decision. An educated decision, right? Okay. So are rates really at an all-time low? I don't know. I, you know, I think it depends on the day, right? I and mean, technically, they're not at an all-time low. Oh, quote, is that right? Low. Okay. We're going to get into those facts We're and figures, facts, but, but they are pretty darn low. Okay. So let's talk about that real quick. Uh, so the 30-year, obviously, it fluctuates every day. It's currently right around 3.53. And we're recording this in the second week of July, right? Second week of July, yes. Right. Okay. So 3.53. Which is a really good rate. Now, historically, it's not the lowest, though. I looked this up the other day. The lowest is actually 3.31, and this was in 2012. Look at you dig- digging into facts and figures. Well, you know, every now and then I've got to, you know, bring something to the table besides this beautiful face of mine. Uh, and the highs, boy, we are really far from where the highs. So, yeah, I looked up the high. Yeah. The high was in 1981. Check this out. 18.63. Wow. 18%, almost 19% for a mortgage. Could and you, you know, imagine? Back then you probably had to have like twenty percent down for sure. Most likely, so, I, yeah, I don't well, know. Yeah. My parents did it. I, I don't know either. Yeah, I, don't, I guess the, you know property values were less than I. They were better know. savers than we were, maybe. Yeah, as yes, a, they were. As yeah. a generation, I don't know. Now here's one more fact: mortgage refinancing is up one hundred and ninety-two percent over the same time last year. Yeah, so that's a good indication that you know is it a good time to refinance? Well, there's a lot of people out there who say that it is and they're taking advantage, which is awesome. And it, you know, it's not saying it's not, it, it could be, it just really depends on where you are. And that's really what we need to talk about today. Right. So we're going to talk about, there are six or seven things that we'd like to mention that might be a good reason for you to consider refinancing. Yeah. We actually came up with seven, seven good reasons for you to refinance your current mortgage. Okay. Number one, a better rate due to falling rates. Obviously we just talked about that. Rates are falling. Now, I can tell you this part. I have people throughout the year, numerous years, always call and ask me what the rates are. And it really depends on where your current rate is. So if your current rate right now is at a 3.75, is it really worth it to drop it to the 3.50? You have to really look at that. Mm -hmm. Now, if you're a person that refinanced your house 10 years ago and you're sitting at like a four and a half or 5%, then the answer probably is, yeah. So, I mean, and I ask, you know, kind of what, what's your rule of thumb, Jamie, for what's, you know, worth considering? And you said... Well, remember, you you have to pay closing costs when you refinance your house. So you really want to calculate that. Rule of thumb for me, I would say is at least is a half percent. Right. I wouldn't, I wouldn't mess around with a quarter percent. Really sit down and look at it over time and decide. Don't say, oh, Jamie said a half percent. Don't do it. That's not really the story there. But I would really 
start looking at those numbers because the cost is going to cost you to refinance is going to take you a while to recoup that that cost there. Right. And the other reason that, you know, and aside from the rates have fallen is if your credit score has significantly improved since the last time you had a mortgage or got or refinanced, that might be a good reason for you to get a much better rate. Right, because obviously your rate's going to be better because your score is better. Right. So, and just out of curiosity, you know, what kind of what kind of credit score bump does it take to qualify for a better rate? Is it a matter of just, you know, 25 basic, you know, 25 points in your credit or what well, would you consider a significant increase in your credit score? What, what I've seen in the industry is it's mortgage rates aren't quite as dependent. Example would be for me to get a really good auto rate, I've got to be in those high sevens. Yeah. The, the difference between the, the you know, the, the high sixes and the, and the high sevens, there's a big difference there in the interest rate worth mortgage. is not quite that is, but if you're, if you're, credit score is at that marginal rate right there where you're on the cusp, that's where your rate's going to be a lot higher. Mm -hmm. What would you call a marginal credit score? 630. Okay. So if I'm on that margin there and I've gone from a 630 to a 700, then most definitely I'm going to save money on my mortgage. Got it. So that's number one. Mm -hmm. Number two, um, a good reason to refinance is if you can lower your monthly payments. Lower your monthly payments. Look at how much you're going to save if you do refinance. Uh, look at the amortization and see how much you will save over time. We're going to take into a few other things into uh, consideration while we're doing this. How long have we lived in the house? How long are we going to plan on living in the house? Mm-hmm. Right? We don't want to just go, and we're going to talk about that here in a minute, just yep. go refinance to refinance all the time. Um, so, example, but let's, yeah, okay, give, give an example of, you know, what, what does that look like if I've got a $150,000 mortgage? What kind of savings can I see? Okay, so I, I, I did the numbers on this. At $150,000 mortgage, at 5%, your monthly payment is eight oh five. So month. let's say that's where I'm sitting today. Right, that's right. where you're sitting today. Okay. And if you could refinance today for 3.56, it's gonna be six seventy nine a month. So the question yeah. is, is that a good savings? Yeah, I think that's that's worth the refinance. That, that might be worth the refinance, right? right? So that that's very important. So look at that. That's an extra 126 a month that you can now do what with? I, I like that you put this in the notes. It goes into the savings account because you're already savings. spending it now. Right. So instead of going, I'm going to spend that $126 a month right. on something else, it's now part of my saving strategy. Or I can just keep paying that same amount and pay my principal down even faster. That's get oh, your mortgage to go. Wow, look at you! There you go. Um, Snowball. Which sort of takes us debt. to our next our next point, which is shorten your term, right? Right. If you can shorten your term on your mortgage. So example is this: I have a thirty year mortgage. I've been in there for, I've been paying on it for five years. Well, maybe I'm at the point now where I can refinance and get a twenty year mortgage, at a lower rate, saving money. My payment might go up a little bit, but it won't go up that much. And I just knocked off five years on my mortgage. And that's where, you know, a home ownership can really get exciting is when you can start finding ways like my, my income has increased. I can afford a little bit more and I can significantly knock off a number of years on my paying back my debt. Right. Yeah, that's correct. Number so, four. well, wait, let's okay. before we move on. So we were kind of looking at, OK, what are the differences between, say, like a 10 year mortgage rate and a 30 year? Just so you get an idea. So, again, we're in the second week of July, 10 year rates at like two point nine eight APR um, and a 30 year is at three point seven. So, you know, it's not quite a point, but it's three quarters of a point. And you probably can't go from a 30 to a 10, but you might be able to go from a 30 to a 20. Well, if I'm that person that has 18 years left on my mortgage. I could probably go to that 10. Mm-hmm. It's going to cost me a little bit more, but my house, I'm shaving eight years off of that mortgage. And think about all that interest you're going to save. Save all the interest you're going to save. So it's really about where you are. So a person that has you know, just been paying three years on a 30-year, most likely they're not going to be able to afford a 10-year. Right. I'm not saying they won't, but most of us wouldn't. So that's not the answer. But if I'm at that point now where I'm at that, that soft spot between you know, 
I always say, if you've got 15 years left and you can go down to 10, you're knocked off five years. That's a great thing, right? That's a lot of savings over time. And then I was talking about, um, so when I refinanced, this has been a couple of years ago, but I was, I owed like 24 years on my mortgage or something. And I couldn't quite get to the 15 because it was too much of a monthly payment. Too much of a stretch. But I didn't realize that I don't have to do 15 or 20. They could refinance me at 18 years instead. So it's not like you have to go with those set, you know, talk to your mortgage lender and they'll work with you and get your payment to where you want. And maybe you can squeeze in a year or two here or there. I mean, anytime you can shave a couple of years off your mortgage, you're saving money, you're going to own your house quicker. I mean, that's the way to go, right? Number four, more predictable mortgage costs. And I, you know, talk to me about what you mean by that. Okay. What I mean by that is there are some people out there that uh, they sort of sometimes take risk on their mortgage and they don't do a a fixed mortgage, a 30 year fix or a 20 year fix. They do what's called an adjustable rate mortgage, an arm. Yeah. So if I do an arm, a lot of times a person will get an arm, it'll be like a five year arm, which will lock in that rate. That rate's usually lower than the 30 years and the 20 years. So the idea is, But it only locks it in for how long? Five years. Okay. And then after the fifth year, it could go up. And depending on the depending on the loan, what what's in the loan depends on how much it can go up. It can go up a percent, a half percent, two percent. There's always going to be a ceiling, but that ceiling sometimes can be really high. So if I've got a person right now that did an arm, say six years ago, or let's let's say they did it four years ago, right? And they're at that point where it's about ready to expire, and their arm is at maybe a two point eight five. My answer to them is. Yes, you need to you need to jump on this and get out of that arm because most likely your arm's going to go up in two years and rates aren't going to be at three point five percent two right. years from now. So this might be the time for you to refinance. So always look at those sorts of things because on all, all honesty, first house I ever bought, we got an arm. We didn't know what we were doing. The guy that we bought the house from said, "Hey, you should do an arm. It's going to be the lowest rate, and you're going to lowest payment. That's what we wanted, right? Right. And now you know, now I'm a little bit older and seasoned." I'm not saying there's anything wrong with arms. There's a right time to use arm. There's times not to use an arm. Mm-hmm. Uh, arms are usually probably more beneficial when interest rates in the mortgage industry are, are higher. higher. Yeah. So if, if you get to that point where in that fives and the six percent, that's where arms become, you know, they, they, they look good. Right now is not a good time to buy it. Nope. Use an arm. I wouldn't do it. So number five is you want to borrow money for repairs or the idea of maybe taking a cash out option. So tell us what that means, Dusty. All right. So... You know, <laughs> no, I don't know. ask me this. Uh, okay. So this is basically in the situation of a home equity line of credit. So if you want to refinance and borrow against the equity in your home to either do something like make home improvements or maybe consolidate some of your other un, um, unsecured debt, like credit cards, this would be the time to refinance, take the home equity product out and use that money for something else. Right. I, and I know some parents that actually take uh, equity out of their house. Yeah. And they use that for the Student students loans. to go to college. Yeah. So that's really something you need to look at and think about. I'm not a big proponent of taking the equity out of the house to, to pay for other things like college, but that, that's really a one-on-one right. thing. Uh, now, that being said, hey, if the house needs new, new windows and you've got the equity in the house, you need you might want to... I mean, your home is it. an investment. It's an investment in your future. And, you know, and so, you, so sometimes, yes, you got to make those decisions. I mean, I did this just this year. Um, it was a it was a hard pill to swallow because my house needed some major repairs. Um, but when I look at it now, shut up! It did need major repairs. Uh, when I look at it now, it was a good investment. The housing market here in Indianapolis right now is great. I could turn and sell that house tomorrow so if you, I wanted you to. I, I knew I could get the value. You improve out the of value it. of your house. Exactly. That, that's a good reason to do it as well. For either now to sell it or in the future to right. sell it. Example is I said windows. 
if I sold my home, they'd tell me I'd have to repair exactly. some windows anyways. So yeah. might as well. Be smart about the investments you're making in your home, I guess, with home repairs or but you know what? And if you've got thirty thousand dollars in credit card debt and you're paying at you know sixteen percent average, it's a it's a good idea to maybe if you're saying I'm getting out of the credit card game, consolidate that debt into into a home equity product and you know a much lower rate. Now I will give one warning here. We saw a lot of people back in the early two thousands using the equity in their home to go out and purchase other things they couldn't at the time because mm-hmm. property values were going up, people's incomes were going up and it's going to be okay. We'll just be able to do this. Let's take the equity out of the house. Let's go do this and have fun. And then we saw what happened in 2008. Right. So nobody says 2008 is happening again. That's not what I'm saying. But always make sure if you're going to use the equity in your house, you're doing it for the right reasons. Really think about it hard before you do it. Just don't go out and do it to do it. That's a really good point because who knows what kind of economy we're going to be in and whether your home's value is going to stay at that level or if we're going to go into recession and see home values decrease significantly. Which we've seen happen before. Which we have seen happen before. So, okay. Um, number six, combine two mortgages into one. So this is kind of the flip side of that situation, right? Where maybe you already have a mortgage and a home equity and now you're going, I'd really like to have all that in one payment. Well, not only in one payment, the great part about it is you're going to have it in a lower interest rate too. Right. Because your home equity line of credit is usually going to be higher than your than your, your first mortgage. Mm-hmm. So if you can just roll them back into one, example is, hey, I got a home equity loan two years ago and that rate on that 6%, well, if I can refinance that along with my mortgage, sitting at 5%, I'm saving money. Right. And the key is, if you can, with both of those, is to make sure you're not extending the term of your loan. You know, you're, you're going to try to keep it within what you originally planned. Um, and you're looking for ways to, to lower your monthly payment. Yes. Right? Okay. And last but not least, mm-hmm. a lot of times people don't think about this one. If you purchase a house without 20% down and you just get one mortgage, you have to pay what is called PMI, which is a, a paid mortgage insurance. And you don't quit paying on that until your value of your home hits 20%. So a lot of times people's values have gone up. Now's the time to refinance to get rid of that PMI because a lot of times that PMI can run an extra $100 a month, an extra $200 a month. It really depends on the size of the mortgage. Mm -hmm. So I always tell people, look, as your value of your home goes up, and interest rates come down, you might wanna refinance because what's gonna happen here is you're gonna get rid of that PMI. Right. You know, I think this is where, you you know, if you want to consider yourself a really smart financial person, this is one of those areas where you can you can really, you know, look at this scenario and fix it. And it's a smart move for you is to eliminate that private mortgage insurance. And I think as if you're a first time homebuyer, this may be something you've never heard about. Didn't even know this existed. But, you know, 20 percent down is a lot. Not a lot of people have that. So most people are going to get that. Uh, PMI added onto their mortgage. And this is once, once your home value goes up a little bit and the rates are lower, it's a great way to get rid of that. Now on the flip side of that, I'm going to, I'm going to tell everybody a little secret out there. You can avoid PMI. If you're buying your house for the, you know, you're buying your house and you don't have the 20% down, you can always get a first loan and a second loan at the same time where you're borrowing 80% on the first, you're putting down your five to 10% and then you borrow the other with a second mortgage that's going to get rid of your PMI. Obviously, you want to look at the interest rate on that second mortgage and how that's going to handle. So you'd actually have two mortgage payments. And you know who taught me about that? It was my local credit union. My first home that we bought through a bank, 
they never even spoke that this was an option. But when um, when we bought our second home and we went to a credit union instead and they explained those options, that that, that was available, it was a great way to avoid PMI, and which saved us about $120 a month right. and the other thing you on our mortgage, work. which we could then put towards principal. And you can take that uh, that interest off on your taxes. Right. Which yep. you can't so PMI. Double whammy. So be really smart, people. So for everyone out there who's thinking about refinancing, we have identified seven good reasons to consider refinancing. Number one, uh, a better rate due to falling rates or an improved credit score. Number two, lower your monthly payments. Number three, shortening your length of your loan. Number four, to have more predictable costs. Number five, borrowing money for repairs or a cash out home equity option. And number six, to combine two mortgages into one. And last but not least, canceling your mortgage insurance. Your PMI, you wanna get rid of that. But. As we said in the beginning of our conversation, you know whether it's the right time to refinance, it depends on your situation. So even if these things all sound good to you, there are three or four things that we've identified that may be a reason not to refinance at this time. Yeah, we did a little research and we obviously through uh, years of experience. Number one is if you're planning to move in the next one to three years. And that number is kind of arbitrary, right? It's all gonna depend. It all depends. But in all honesty, if you're moving within the next year, the answer is probably gonna be no. Because you're going to pay closing costs on this loan, and the cost of the closing, the cost for closing on the home on the mortgage is going to be more money than you save in 12 months on the mortgage. So it really depends on how many years it's going to be before you move. Sit down and look at that. Uh, that so that's the number one reason. I, I know a lot of people all the time, always calling. You know, oh, what's the rates? What's the rates? It really depends. So there's number one. And number two. If the difference in the rate is not significant, and Jamie kind of mentioned this before, so his rule of thumb is a half a percent. So if you're calling about that quarter percent difference, probably not going to be worth it for you to save $20 a month when you're going to pay three to $5,000 in closing costs. Oh, I've got a member. I love them. They're great. But this person for the last five years will call you almost every month and ask you what the rate is. And the funny thing is you've actually... We talked about this earlier, too, about keeping, you know, where you are on that mortgage. A lot of people make a mistake, and this is probably going to be the next one I want to talk about, is the idea that you keep refinancing to a 30-year mortgage and save a quarter percentage point. And you're never never getting anywhere. You're just running in place. Yeah. So make sure you're not, you don't keep refinancing a 30-year loan to save a quarter point because you're going to pay closing costs. And you're not knocking down any of of the years off the mortgage. And guess what, Jamie? We're not getting any younger. Hey, hey, hey now. (laughs) So 30 years, 30 years ago, you know, you know what I'm saying. Right. Okay. The next one is. So number three, your credit score, your income has recently taken the hint. So lenders, they want to see stability. They want to see that you had a steady income and that your credit score has not had a lot of changes. So if you have had any sort of changes that affect that, um, it may not be the right time for you. Right. And I'll give you a perfect example of this. It's, It's sort of the perfect example. A lot of people will come and say, hey, I'm going to buy a house. I want to get pre-qualified. And, and they, they do this we and they get pre-qualified credit. and they get it. And we say, this is what your rate's going to be. We're going to try to lock it in. And then they go out and they take other lines of credit on. And mm. we go back and relook at this. And because they've done that, it's adjusted their score. And it's adjusted their debt to incomes. And I say, hey, so you let's don't say qualify they, you for that like rate anymore. They went and got their pre-approval. And then two months later, they went and bought a car. They went out and bought a car. They okay. went and they went Took and out bought furniture. Home. They went and bought furniture and, bought a, and pulled out. You got a new credit card yeah. and used that at the, at the so furniture credit, store. Mm-hmm. So their debt, that's actually a really good point. Not even credit score, but their debt to income ratio has changed. Yeah. So I always say, hey, be, be careful what you're doing there. Obviously, if your credit score has gone down and you're going to try to get a, a better rate, the answer is probably going to be no. Or they're going to show you the rate. 
and you're going to go, okay, uh, right. it's, not, it's not really going to work out. The only time I see it working out for people, and this is when they're really trying to juggle debt, what happened is, you know, they only owe 20 years on their mortgage and now they refinance for another 30, which we just sort of talked about. You don't want to keep re retreading that. You don't want to do that because, hey, I could save $100 a month. Right. No. Well, I mean, I guess the only reason to consider that is if your income situation has, has changed recently, right? So mm -hmm. you've lost a job or you took a pay cut or whatever had to happen. You know, if you really truly can't afford your mortgage and you need to go to a longer term, that may be a reason to go back to that and refinance. Right. Can, can I ask you a question? Because you mentioned pre-approval, and now I'm curious. Um, if I go to my bank or credit union and get a pre-approval, do they do a hard pull on my credit? Is that actually going to hit my credit score with the pre-approval, or does that not hit until the application happens? It happens when the application happens. Okay, so they're going to soft pull it, and it shouldn't affect it. If I go and see what can I qualify for and what would my rate Yeah, be? that's what do I qualify for, and then there's actually the approval okay. process. Because a lot of lenders right now this time – that they want you to come ready to go. Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, Cece, Courtney, home Courtney our, our engineer over here, she just bought her first home. And, right. I mean, and all honesty, she could tell you it it was daunting. I mean, you better be ready. You better have the money ready. You, you have to have the loan available and ready to put your down payment down because if not, they were going on to the next person. Exactly. Yeah. Housing so, market's definitely- it's very competitive. Here in Indianapolis, absolutely. Yeah. And last but not least, you've experienced hardship due to job loss or your health. Uh, with this one, you're probably not going to get the refinance. What you're going to really have to do, this is not really refinance. You're going to need to call your lender mm -hmm. and ask for them to make special arrangements for you. Sometimes they'll drop your mortgage rate for that or they'll extend it further. But this is not really the time to go out and refinance when, if you have, you know, job loss or uh, health issues. Because it's, it's a lot of actually a lot of companies aren't going to take on that risk. Yeah, makes a lot of sense. And this was really interesting. I, you know, this is called mortgage forbearance and I've worked in financial services for 20 years and I've never heard this term. So, um, you know, if you are in a situation where, you know, you find out tomorrow you have cancer and you know, you're going to be off work and you're going to have a lot of medical bills. I mean, it goes back to our discussion last week about what to do when financial hardship hits is make that call to your lender, have the discussion because it's better to tell them up front about what's going on than to get behind and then be in a situation where you either can't refinance because your credit's gone down or, you know, whatever. Yes, I agree. Uh, you know, but as we just went over those few things, it might not be a good reason to refinance. I think that the reasoning for not is probably much smaller than those good reasons. Right. Uh, not very many of us fit into that, to the last, the categories we just discussed. So it goes back to our original hook, what we're talking about. <laughs> Now is the best time to refinance. It might be, you know, this it is a good be. time to look at it. If you haven't looked at it in years, and if, you're, if your mortgage is over a 4%, then maybe now's the time to look at that because you are gonna save a little money and it, it just sit down and do the numbers and, and take a look at it. And remember, nowadays you can find a mortgage calculator anywhere on your phone, you can find it online, just pop in the numbers and take a look at it. So yeah, you know, Jamie just mentioned mortgage calculators, you know, go on to fcfcu.com, look for our financial calculators. We have all kinds out there, whether you're looking to refinance your auto or consolidate your debt or your home, you know, there's lots of good tools out there on our website to help you do that. But at the end of the day, if I'm really still not sure, Jamie, what's your best advice for how do I make that decision? Go to your local credit union and talk to somebody there and see what your options are. And make sure you look at them and you don't just go into this blindly. Mm -hmm. You know, do the research, have the conversation, go to somebody you trust. That's a really good point because you could go to anybody, any mortgage lender and, and say, what should I do? 
but go to somebody that you feel like is going to tell you really what your all your options are and help you make the best decision. It's very important. A person that you can trust, that you know is not just there to make that closing cost money. It's actually looking out for your financial future, which is what we do at the credit union. The idea is we look out for our members' financial future, not just their mortgage, but every aspect of their life. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you were telling me a story, you know, he, he's a financial counselor, and you were telling me a story about a, a member that you just talked with that... Actually, you gave them a totally different suggestion than refinancing their mortgage, right? I did. Yeah, we looked at it and the numbers and I said, no, this is not what you want to do because that wasn't what fit for them. And, and what was that fit? Because I think this is a good tip for anybody. Well, the fit was something totally different and it wasn't mortgage related. It was another way to do it at a cheaper way for them to save money. And it's it's funny because they hadn't thought of it that way. Right. And they, they really didn't look. And you really want to make sure the person you talk to is looking out for you and not looking out just for their for bottom line and their goals that they might have to hit. And that's really what's important. That's why it's so important that you go talk to that financial mm-hmm. counselor that you trust. And sometimes the best option is stay in the product you're in, just pay extra if that's what you can do. It's gonna pay down your mortgage, it's gonna help you get it get there sooner without having to refinance and take on that cost of closing costs or whatever. So there's lots of options. All kinds of options. All right. What else do we have to say about this? Hey, I don't know. Uh, if it's time to refinance your mortgage, give us a call, shoot me an email. We'll help you out. But besides that, you know, just thanks for listening and, you know, do the do what's right for your, for yourself, your family, and your financial situation and your financial future. Yeah. I mean, you should always work to improve your financial life. So Carpe Dime is presented by Financial Center First Credit Union. It's produced by Jamie Davidson, myself, Dusty Simmons, and our awesome producer, Courtney Cooper. Financial Center is a six-time national award winner in the category of adult financial literacy. And our goal is to help you improve your financial life. To learn more, what should we do? Visit fcfcu.com. Like what you hear, subscribe to Google, iTunes, SoundCloud, and Spotify. And and now check us out on the All Indiana Podcast Network. We're plugging our friends from Wish TV here out of Indianapolis. We've added this great new podcast network. So check us out on that. Tell a friend. Tell a friend about us.